You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome to the Health Hub on Radio Maria Canada, exploring cutting-edge health and wellness information and therapies, helping you to take your health to the next level. I am your host, Kathy Biasse, and I am an holistic nutritionist and a professional cancer coach. Today on our show, we are talking about the use of hypnosis for fertility with our guest, Lindsay Eastburn. Lindsay is an author and board-certified hypnotherapist, and for over 20 years, she has been helping people globally in their pre-pregnancy and pregnancy journeys. Lindsay is the founder and creator of Hypnofertility and owns her own private practice and training facility, Hypnofertility International. As the founder and creator of Hypnofertility, Lindsay is the world's established expert in the field of hypnosis to promote fertility and has been featured nationally on Lifetime Television Network, ABC, and CBS News on national and international radio programs and has been a guest on Toronto's Breakfast Television and Canada's At Home Show. This is something that was eye-opening for me. We have had show uh, one show at least on hypnosis a while ago in a, on hypnosis a while ago in a different setting. Um, but just I know that there are many people, many couples um, that are struggling with becoming pregnant. Uh, this is on the rise. Statistics are showing this, and so giving the the idea of another therapy that can be used in tandem with medical therapies or as a standalone is just something that I think is is important right now. And it's a show that I find uh, very valuable and I hope can reach people and give them another avenue of hope. When we talk to Lindsay, we're going to be talking about how hypnosis can help with fertility is hypnosis relevant for all stages of pregnancy? So preconception, um, attaining fertility, postpartum care, and are there limitations in the use of hypnosis for fertility? This and, and so many more things we touch on and talk about. If this is something that is of interest to you, I think the show you'll find very interesting in and of itself. But for those who are working to become pregnant, it's, as I said, it's another, another thought, another area of therapy that could be considered. So please do stay tuned with us. We'll be back. We will be back in just a few minutes to talk with Lindsay Eastburn. Like a battlefield in my heart 
You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. And Lindsay, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me. Well, this is a very interesting area of healthcare. Um, we had a hypnotist on very early in the history of our show in a very different, um, very different area. And I find that the area that you're in working with uh, fertility, pre-pregnancy and pregnancy journeys is absolutely fascinating. How did you get into this area of work? Well, you know, and I agree with you. I find it fascinating and I've been doing it over 20 years. And basically, I kind of fell into it. Um, You know, I was working with hypnosis for birthing and I was in general practice um, with my husband, actually. And uh, we have a couple of the largest um, fertility clinics in, you know, actually in the US and Canada. A lot of people travel, I believe it's like 50% of their people come from um, outside the state. And I think it's 30% come from outside the country. And so they were making huge developments in the um, IVF world. And I kind of feel like that contributed because there was so much of a focus on it. So it's really a hub here. And so people started to trickle into my office to see if I could help them in one of the big things is is a needle phobia. If if you have any issues with uh, needles, with injections, then it's going to be really difficult to do IVF because there's so many shots involved. And so that was one of the things I began working with. And women were finding that they were having what they called a night and day response, um, not only to being able to take the injections, but also to the um hormonal ups and downs they were experiencing, um, pain levels in general, anxiety and all of that kind of thing. So they wanted to work with me uh, through the IVF process and also through natural conception, but that's a bit of a different thing, um, but through pregnancy and beyond. And uh, I just, I, I just always, I was always connected with women having babies and I always had a lot of, of, um, empathy for those who had any difficulty. And so when this came my way, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I have to look into this. And uh, there wasn't anything going on for fertility hypnosis at the time. It's not to say no one had ever, you know, done anything with it, but there wasn't anything to be found in any significant way. I looked all over the internet. Now, of course, this is like 2000 and 2000, 2001. So it's not what it is today. But I looked in books, you know, I scoured the bookstores, I looked everywhere and there wasn't any information available. So I really just threw myself into it and started, ended up, you know, basically developing uh, this program. And it, and it's, it's just incredible. And it's just, um, it's just continued to expand um, from, from there where I originally started. And it's, you know, it's been my specialty for many, many years now. Um, interestingly enough, you were talking about hypnosis for birthing. That's the genesis of this whole thing. So you were working with women as they were giving birth or, or preparing them for birth. That's how it started? Uh, yeah, in a sense. I mean, I was in general practice. I did have the training for hypnobirth, and I definitely worked with clients to help them with the birthing process. And so it was, it was kind of like, for me, 
Okay, this is really well known, birthing hypnosis. I mean, they were it was really popular in the 1940s. And it does kind of come in and out of fashion, although it's been pretty much, well, fashion is not the best word, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's definitely been pretty um, prominent for the last couple of decades. Um, and so there was so much known about that. And people were so familiar with hypnosis for smoking cessation and weight loss and anxiety. And one of the things with fertility clients is they are uh, struggling typically with a lot of anxiety. And so that really, you know, really fit kind of um, transferred to that particular issue. Mm-hmm. And so I was really using all those various techniques to and, and, you know, modifying them or adapting them to help women to get pregnant. Just to put this last to bed, um, are you in the birthing room when uh, moms are giving birth? Oh, that's a great question. No, we don't need to be, okay. um, which is really fantastic. So we train uh, the moms, or I train the moms, uh, the parents, you know, kind of to support each other, work together. But the moms, uh, as far as the actual birthing goes, depending on the kind of birth they want, um, natural vaginal birth or to support whatever else might be going on. Uh, but I train them, they go into hypnosis multiple times while I'm working with them. And then uh, beyond that, they're able to access this state. It's almost like they, well, they are, they're, they're training for it and they're able to access the hypnotic state to have more comfortable birth, to have a smoother birth, to have, you know, even a more, um, I don't like to say the word rapid per se, but, you know, to really um, be able to have a, a great birthing experience. I found in the fertility world, there's a lot of, um, you know, Western medical intervention that happens. And so that will continue through the pregnancy and through the birth. So with my clients, often there's not an option for that natural vaginal birth. And so I've developed um, specialty hypnosis to help support uh, any type of birth experience with hypnosis. Okay, for those of us who've only experienced hypnosis on a cruise ship, um, take us beyond that and maybe just explain what the hypnotic process is with respect to fertility. Okay, well, the hypnotic process is basically the same across the board for what we're doing um, with hypnosis. I call that therapeutic hypnosis to distinguish from, you know, what you might have seen on a cruise ship. Now, Interestingly, what does happen um, in those shows is real hypnosis, and we utilize some of those similar techniques just for a different reason. So, so that's you know medical hypnosis or clinical or therapeutic hypnosis in office type of thing, and everyone can be hypnotized. That's always a big question for people: what if I can't be hypnotized? But everyone can be if they want to, and so it's really just a matter of it's it's not complicated. Um, it does require somebody who's doing the hypnotizing to know, you know, what they're doing and to be able to work with um, the person um, to meet them wherever they are and work with them in a way that works best for them. So, um, so basically what happens, you know, on the cruise ship is there's a hypnotic uh, induction, what we call it. And this happens in the office as well. And, you might say that we're bypassing the, the critical faculty of the mind. So basically, we have that conscious mind, and it does all the thinking. And it's the one that scours the internet, and it's the one that's trying to figure out, this is what I want, this is what I don't want. Oh, my gosh, I'm anxious all the time. I need help. 
um, nothing is working or I'm self-sabotaging or I can't get pregnant no matter what I do. And so that's that conscious mind that comes to that realization that that uh, we need some kind of assistance and maybe that what we're using isn't working or we need a boost. However, if the conscious mind could create all those changes, we wouldn't need any assistance. There wouldn't be things like, you know, uh, infertility, uh, anxiety, you know, whatever else we'd be able to knock out habits easily just by deciding to do so. So what the hypnosis does is help to bypass that critical faculty of the mind and help you to get into the subconscious mind. So the subconscious is the emotional part of the mind and its language is emotion, imagination, imagery, you know, pictures, metaphor, that kind of thing. And um, it's uh, as I said, it's the larger part of the mind. If the two of them are in conflict, the subconscious mind always wins out because it's always present, whereas our conscious mind can handle up to maybe seven things at a time. The closer I get to seven, you know, the the more scattered I'm going to be. And what happens is we'll drop into the subconscious mind and it'll handle things for us that we know how to do. So driving, for example, that highway hypnosis you might hear about where, you know, you're driving to a particular place and all of a sudden there you are sitting in the parking lot of, you know, your everyday job, but it's Saturday. Or, you know, you've gone to the chiropractor when you were going you know, supposed to be going to the acupuncturist or, or those kinds of things because you're thinking about other things and your subconscious takes over. Now, this is also what happens with habit. And we think of habit as, you know, bad habits, good habits, going to the gym, smoking cigarettes, but it's also something that we do repeatedly that we don't really have to think about. And that includes emotion. That includes um, th- certain thinking patterns. So, for example, we might be trying to think uh, more positively or sort of change the way we look at things. But when we get distracted or stressed, you know, all of a sudden we drop back into those old patterns. And so what the hypnosis helps to do is to make the shift at the subconscious level. And so then that becomes what I call our default and so in the actual office, um, or it doesn't even have to be an office. I work with, um, I work online. I have a global clientele. I work with everyone these days, um, online. And even before the pandemic, I was, you know, more than 50% online already. But what happens is through what we call an induction, we're able to talk to the subconscious mind to get it to the forefront. And it really is you know, talking, but there are techniques that we utilize, um, you know, with the voice, if that makes any sense, you Mm -hmm. know, close your eyes, take a couple of nice deep breaths and kind of moving, you know, through there, but you can hear everything in hypnosis. Sometimes people doze off um, and it doesn't matter because the subconscious mind always hears, it always pays attention. And so um, we don't care if the conscious mind listens. I tell my clients, you can listen to everything I say. You can ignore me completely. You can fade in and out. You can even sit there and wonder if you're being hypnotized. You know, is this working? Is this working? And um, it doesn't matter. Conscious mind can do whatever it wants. And then we work at the subconscious level. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Now, are you leaving cues, subconscious cues, um, or... Like the end result is is what? Like what are you hoping to achieve when you're hypnotizing somebody? So this is multifaceted. And one of the things with hypnosis is 
it taps you into the parasympathetic nervous system. So especially with fertility clients, but in general, we spend so much time in fight or flight and we are just not designed to do that. Hypnosis is the antithesis of stress and it immediately taps you into that parasympathetic or rest and digest or feed and breed Mm -hmm. state. So that is one level that works with, and even people who can't relax or say they can't relax or think that they can't. And in the fertility world, that's a huge trigger because people are saying, well, just relax and it'll happen. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, why didn't I think of that, right? And that's like telling an insomniac to just just go to sleep. And so the hypnosis will help to instantaneously access that state, which in and of itself is conducive to you know, being more relaxed, um, you know, to getting pregnant, to, you know, overcoming, you know, any kinds of stress or anxiety, right? So that's one level of it. Then, yeah, you mentioned cues, which we would call um, anchors. And one of the things that I do is I anchor um, the breath. So if at any time you feel any stress or tension during your daily life, your subconscious mind kicks in and you take a deep breath. And so then this becomes part of that default. And it's really interesting because sometimes people have a stressful situation happen and they don't even realize they're suddenly just taking this deep breath. And so that's another level that I use. Um, also, there's there's what we call utilization. What is the person going to encounter? A lot of times you will hear... Um, you know, we have to, we have to sort of fight against something, but the subconscious mind doesn't recognize those negatives. You know, if you say, don't think of a pink elephant, what happens? You have to think of that pink elephant in order to not think about it. So I don't want to be focused on, um, you know, there's a, there is a method of birthing hypnosis where they change all the words. And that's really difficult because you're trying to get all of the people involved in the, in the birth, the, you know, the doctor, the, the nurses, you know, whoever's, mm-hmm. you know, whoever's involved to use different words. There is a reason for that as far as how wording impacts the subconscious mind, but it's not an easy thing because people are going to use the word pain mm-hmm. and you can take it to discomfort all day long, but they're still going to use it, especially when they're triaging someone coming in to the hospital. And uh, one of the things my clients have said over the years, please keep talking about this with, um, you know, hypnobirth because um, people don't believe that I'm in labor or people, they didn't believe me. And I almost gave birth in the waiting room kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that just um, in and of itself is, is part of that process. Okay. Is there a science that backs um, the use of hypnosis in this setting? Yeah, there are a lot of research studies. And um, you could totally, if you want to see them, you can, you can look them up. But there's been lots of study on that. In the 1940s, they used hypnosis for birthing. And there was some um, work with fertility hypnosis back in the 40s as well. And I did a, you know, I did a study on hypnosis for fertility because there wasn't much about that. And I did a literature review to see what I could find. And uh, one of the things with research and studies is who's paying for them mm-hmm. and who's interested in doing them. So in a lot of cases, you know, I, I hear this and I, and I find it to be true that women's health care is about, you know, 100 years behind, um, 
you know, what we could be doing and what we should be knowing. So there is, there is certainly a lot of work that has been done in the, as far as birthing hypnosis and hypnosis in general. And one of the big things it's really well known for is anxiety and uh, irritable bowel or anything uh, gastrointestinal responds very well to hypnosis because there are all these teeny tiny little um, muscles involved, um, you know, little um receptors throughout that we don't think about, right? We think about maybe the biceps and, you know, the quadriceps or something like that, but they respond to stress as a subconscious communicates or influences them, um, communicates with or influences them. And so they continue or, you know, the body in those particular areas will respond painfully or difficult, you know, with difficulty to whatever's going on and hypnosis can help to clear that out and to help to relax those areas and again to make it default so that's what one of the biggest referrals you'll find um, from western medicine to hypnosis is going to be for um you know anything along the lines of you know the stomach of digestion and um and that translates to birth to fertility to anything else because we do have this underlying stress response that becomes just the way we re- react in the world and it's unconscious we don't think about it fascinating we're going to take a quick break here everybody uh lindsay when we come back i'd like to t- go like drill down on this a bit more for people out there who are you know getting a little bit intrigued um so Stick with us. We're going to drill down on this subject matter. So interesting. Everybody will be back in just a couple of minutes.
You are listening to The Health Hub, here on Radio Maria Canada. A Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking with Lindsay Eastburn. We're talking about hypnosis and fertility. Um... And Lindsay, you know, this is such, it can be such uh, an emotional, sensitive topic, and I want to give it that space. Um, I think, though, it's very important for people who may be becoming intrigued about this to really nail down the extent that hypnosis can impact fertility. So start off with this. Is it solely working with the medical space? to try and achieve a pregnancy or can this be a standalone therapy? Okay. Yeah, definitely. It can be both. I do. And I would say probably 50% roughly of the clients that I work with are trying naturally and others are using some form of medical assistance. Um, it tends a lot of the stuff around IVF does tend to come up a lot because there is so much of that going on. So when I'm when I end up talking about it, we we can uh, easily go off in that direction. Um, natural conception as well, and I talk about that parasympathetic versus sympathetic nervous system. So fight or flight versus um, you can say rest and digest or feed and breed. We are not. It's it's not a good place to be to be in fight or flight to try to get pregnant. It's not a great idea to get pregnant or be trying to give birth when you're running from a tiger, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the way our systems are designed. Haven't caught up. They haven't caught up to, you know, our contemporary society where the tigers now are ongoing and, you know, they can be the traffic. They can be all of these um, 
things that have gone on since this pandemic, it caused all sorts of issues and it still is, um, you know, things that are ongoing, the boss, um, you know, the financial aspect of things, whatever it is that's affecting people can keep them in fight or flight. And so that can, what happens when that, when we're in fight or flight is the body takes the energy away from any area it deems unnecessary for survival. So we need to be able to run. We need to be able to freeze. We need to be able to fight. And so we can't be wasting energy on the digestive system, on the reproductive system at that time. So natural conception can be blocked just because of all sorts of stress that might be going on. Now, not to say people can't get pregnant during stress. So there can be multiple issues. And one of the big ones is a subconscious block or subconscious blocks with the subconscious being emotional. It's also protective. And if it, for some reason, it's non-thinking, it's not logical. So if it, for some reason, gets this idea that we need to be protected, it will use whatever is kind of handiest. And people may have had issues in the past. Maybe they dealt with an abortion or maybe they dealt with having to raise all their siblings or um, experience something, you know, all sorts of different things where that where they're kind of thinking they're so distressed. It, it's like, I can't, you know, I can't do this. This is horrible. And the subconscious is okay. We just won't have any children then. That'll, that'll just take care of that. That'll nip it in the butt. Except that you want to have children. And so this is not a good, um, you know, a good protective method. And so the hypnosis will help to, you know, bypass that and help to shift back into that parasympathetic nervous system, but also be on the same page with what it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And so that applies, really, it applies both to the to the medical aspect and the natural aspect. Um, and sometimes it is really you know, we can regulate menstrual cycles with hypnosis, um, you know, help with just whatever might be going on. There might be fears around bringing kids into the world. You know, I hear that the these days, and I say that in air quotes, and we've always had these days, you know, there's always been something. There's been, you know, in the past, there's been wars, there's been famines, you know, you think three, 400 years ago, people had 10 children in order to hopefully keep two of them alive through adulthood. And, um, this, but you can, you know, just things that are going on, um, you know, political climates and all of that kind of thing can frighten people. Mm-hmm. And fear, of course, triggers fight or flight. And that's going to work against trying to conceive. So, so very much so if there's no diagnosis and, and there is about a 25% diagnosis of what they call unexplained infertility. And people really hate to hear that because it feels like, well, they don't know what's wrong. So I can't do anything. But from a hypnosis standpoint, I love to hear unexplained infertility because that says subconscious mind to me that says some kind of emotional or subconscious block um, that says something's out of an of alignment and so often you know we do get out of alignment or out of balance and and we're kind of ping-ponging all over the place and we can get scattered and and it just causes more and more stress as well so the the main 
probably the key area that this hones in on is the stress response and all the beautiful things systemically that fall into place when we're managing our stress. But what are the limitations of of your therapy? Well, obviously, we can't guarantee anything, right? And we all would like a guarantee with anything that we can do. We would like to have, you know, magic wand, um, and there isn't anything like that. It's really not contraindicated, so we can support, you know, almost everyone I work with is doing acupuncture or has done it. Um, so I can support the acupuncture, chiropractic, nutrition. Sometimes people have been put on a certain diet or maybe gluten-free or dairy-free or, or whatever it is that they, you know, that their practitioner has, has uh, prescribed and they have a hard time sticking with it. And so I can help support that. Um, I really... I really wouldn't say limitations per se, other than, um, you know, there just isn't a guarantee, but it does always help. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I found in, in the research study that I did, and what I did was I reviewed files over a 15-year period. And I reviewed the files of, of people who did give birth, had a live birth. On the other side of it, one of the reasons for that is the statistics that come through from um you know, medical clinics and so forth, they don't, they have a pregnancy statistic, not a, not a live birth. And so I wanted to look at it from that, uh, you know, from that vantage point. And the one thing that I found, and this is really unusual with, with uh, research is, is any kind of 100% response, but 100% of the people that I worked with had said that they had an amazing response to the hypnosis they either said so right at the end of the session or the next time they came in and they would say wow i felt so much better um i was able one of the big things is being able to get your mind off of this for five seconds because it can come down to thinking about nothing but what you know what cycle day am i on do i have enough cervical mucus you know what is the doctor going to say am i going to get enough um eggs from the retrieval and and so forth and so Ultimately, it is such a positive experience in terms of helping mind state or helping um, people to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Balance. Yeah, and, and you're not you're not working with just moms, right? I'm assuming that. I mean, depending on the situation, it can be just moms, but um, you're working with uh, the male partner as well. Correct. Yes. And mostly or, you know, good, good amount of the time I work with women. Um, it typically is that women do the research. They take control. You know, they decide what they're going to do. Or, you know, they do all of that. Men, a lot of times will just go with the flow. And so if, if, um, the female partner decides on acupuncture, hypnosis, whatever else it might be, he'll show up. Um, Occasionally, it is specifically for the male. That's when there's male factor infertility. But women tend to want to participate anyway, because even if it's male factor, women tend to take responsibility um, or feel that they should. And uh, But it can help. And sometimes I also work with couples. And I can totally do that to support the relationship, um, you know, to help them at that subconscious level to be more connected because this can be so stressful, but definitely helps with, um, you know, sperm count, um, motility and so forth. 
it, again, it, it is stress. And we think, though, oh, well, if it's just stress, like people tend to, to preface stress with the word just, but stress is massive, is unbelievable. For me, it's everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The way that it affects us. And one of the things I found early on that I found really interesting was a research study on male fertility. And what they found was after they did a a workup early on uh, with the couple, and there was no male factor, a year after struggling with infertility and with not getting pregnant, with not having a family at this point, then they retested the men and they had, um, this had significantly impacted the sperm. I, I don't doubt it at all. I mean, you're talking about stress and how stress, it, it's just, you know what I think you're doing, Lindsay, is introducing a new area where the mind-body connection really hasn't been applied. And why that hasn't been, I don't know. But with you bringing this forward, it's just adding on to the myriad of studies and research of other body systems where the mind-body connection is so imperative. And, you know, I am a big promoter of prepping for pregnancy, of getting the body in to a good state before even commencing, um, you know, trying to get pregnant. Can we use hypnosis, the mind-body connection, all of this that you've talked about? Is it a good piece to include in um, a pre-pregnancy plan? Yes, definitely. And I do have people that decide that they're going to get pregnant or want to get pregnant and they want to get some things in order. They want to clear old stuff because sometimes um, whether they have any difficulty getting pregnant or not, there's issues there. A lot of times mother issues come up and uh, they want to clear that or they're afraid of, you know, uh, repeating someone's mistakes or, or whatever the case may be, or they may not be in the best shape physically or you know, there may be something off, um, they're out of alignment or they're out of balance. So most certainly, and uh, sometimes people will come to me because they're going to freeze their eggs. For example, they don't have a partner or they haven't, they're not ready to get pregnant and they've been advised to freeze their eggs. And so they'll come with me or come to see me to do that. And we will work on all sorts of things that lead, you know, to, that healthy pregnancy once it's the right time, including sometimes helping them to find a partner. Interesting. Now, would you be working with women couples through all stages? So the prepping, um, you know, working with them as they are trying to become pregnant and then through the birthing process and and afterwards, because afterwards still is that time where, um, you know, a lot of women, suffer emotionally. So is this something that you carry through to many facets of the pregnancy picture? Yes. And um, that's a great uh, point about postpartum. One of the things too, is as we work with hypnosis, it's cumulative and I kind of explain it as circular. So it's not like we're working with something, you know, in a, you know, in a straight line, like we work Mm -hmm. with this issue and this issue they all, all the issues are addressed in whatever basically the subconscious decides what order they need to occur. But once you've done hypnosis, that's with you for life. And I definitely prep for postpartum. 
most of my clients stay with me. They don't have to. Um, they can, you know, sometimes they're happy to just, they've got, you know, they're pregnant and they're happy and away they go. Uh, most of the time they'll stay with me all the way through. But even if I don't see them beyond the fertility piece, we're already prepping for all the way through the birth and beyond. So the subconscious mind doesn't, it, it well, basically there's no past, past or future in the subconscious. It's always everything is in the present for it. And so it, it really doesn't discern between, you know, so-called reality and imagination. And so during the hypnotic process, I take clients forward and all the way through that, that pregnancy birth, bringing the baby home, you know, moving forward, integrating the baby or babies into their lives. And so to the subconscious mind, it's like, okay, we have a blueprint. This is done. And, and now we're just following it. I always often talk in we when I think of the subconscious mind because it's like the subconscious is sort of communicating to us. So oh, here's what we're doing. And oh, I get it. I see what you want. I think it's a fascinating therapy to include in the whole process. And uh, I applaud you for bringing it forward. Are you working on any uh, group programs or anything um, that you wanted to share with people? Yeah, sure. And thank you for saying that because it, it just means so much to me. My my heart and soul is, you know, hypnofertility and, and helping women to bring their babies into the world. I can only see so many private clients, which I do, and I love to see my private clients. That's that's just one of my favorite things to do. I've also set up some groups uh, so that people can, you know, if they can't get in to see me or for whatever reason um, it doesn't line up, they can do uh, group support, and that'll support, um, you know, IVF or natural fertility. And um, they can do it. Yeah, I've set it up so that it's self-paced and they can do it on their own. Mm-hmm. And they can also integrate that with sessions with me if they want to. One of the big things with fertility is it's it's very private. You mentioned that earlier with the, you know, uh, emotionally sensitive issue. And so people don't want to be in a Facebook group yeah. or in some kind of even on Zoom where you can see everyone and see their names. And, you know, I work with sometimes people who are very prominent. You would know who they are. Um, and so they're, they don't want to have their, you know, personal struggle there for anyone to see. And so that's part of the reason that I, I set these up. I do them live um, every so often, but also there's a self-paced version. So people uh, can work with that. And then if they want to, they can do one of the programs is three sessions. One is nine and they can do, I'm, I'm going to have another three session I'm creating uh, for the new year, but the, um, you know, they can choose what, what fits for them. And if they want to, they could do three sessions in one week um, and then they have lifetime access so they can continue on. Well, congratulations on this. Now, where can people reach out to you if they're if they're looking for more information? Um, do you do, uh, you know, meet and greet calls? Because it is an area of sensitivity and people, you know, a lot of people are not even sure how this would fit in. Do you offer sort of like a a, a place where they can ask their questions before committing? And where can people get a hold of you? Sure. And I've done some videos on my website so that I can talk to people almost as if I'm talking to them one on one. I mean, there are everyone's individual, but there are a lot of common questions. So I answer those. They can also schedule a call um, 
with my amazing assistant and um, she can answer questions as well and give them more information. Uh, so yes, it is a commitment and um, people have questions. Hypnosis is often, it always has been to a last resort for people mm-hmm. or they don't know a lot about it. And my goal is to get it out there so people realize this is an amazing option for them. So the, the website is hypnofertility.com. And then, you know, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, so it's lindsay.eastburn on Instagram and hypnofertility on Facebook. And then you can, I've written three books uh, in this field. And um, so those are available on Amazon. There is a free ebook copy of The Three Keys to Conception, Pregnancy Against All Odds. That's my second book. There's a free ebook copy on my website. You can go and find that too. Wonderful. Well, a very interesting and really eye-opening conversation. Thank you, Lindsay, so much for joining us today. Thank you, Kathy. It's, it's been a real pre- pleasure. Everybody, we will talk to you next week on The Health Hub. Listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.